Welcome to the Everyday Dad Podcast with Bob and Jeremy. I would be Bob. And I would be Jeremy. And what's we... up, Jeremy? What's up, Bob? How are you? I am well. Where's yeah, our so guest? We actually don't have a guest this week. It is just you and I. So we have and, the week off? Uh, well, we don't have the week off. Our guests have the week off. Wow, that's a pretty good gig. Yeah, well, especially since we don't pay our guests anything anyways. Uh, good but. When we started this thing, we thought that it would be fun to, after we get a couple episodes in, to kind of do a recap about what we've learned from our guests. So we are five episodes in, so we're going to spend a few minutes today. This episode will probably be a little shorter than our other ones, and we're just going to talk about what we've learned and different nuggets that we've gotten from the dads that we've talked to. I have learned, you and I don't get to talk a lot when we have guests, so I'm looking forward to this, Jeremy. Let's well, be, Before we go anywhere with our guests tell what is going on in in the world of a dad of uh three grade schoolers uh i am coaching a whole lot of softball so i have two daughters that play on one softball team one daughter that plays on another i coach both of those teams with my wife on one hand with one of them and a good friend who was a guest on our podcast on the other team mr steve cherico and then that is a lot um right now so that is at three or four days a week um, it's scratching that volunteer itch for me for sure, because I'm also the commissioner of the softball league. So, so you're trying to say softball is your life beyond work. Yes. Softball is my life beyond work right now, which is great. I love it. It's my kids love it. And I love spending time with them. I love stretching them and pushing them and going from there. The girls having a good season. Yeah. We have one week and, uh, all the teams won last week. So that's, Great to start off week one being undefeated, and we might have some rain this weekend that's going to put a damper on things, but we'll figure it out. So what's going on with you? Oh, it, uh, it just, it's a crazy last, you know, you're, you're getting that run of getting to experience your, experience your kids enjoying sports. We talked to Steve Jericho about that. We can uh, tap into that here in a little bit, but for me, it's, we're on our last run. My daughter's a fifth year senior at Liberty. She's been playing soccer her whole life since she was three, four, five years old. And it's just loved the game her entire life. And uh, this is it. This is her last season. She will uh, come the end of October, beginning of November. She will be a retired soccer player, which uh, will be a challenge. I think even more for me than it will be for her because she'll be getting on to her career. She graduates in December and getting on to her career in nursing and, um, it, it's just, it's been a central part of our lives, just getting to experience the ups and downs of sports with both our kids and um, the travel that's involved with it. So we're, we're up at the, you know, through our drive to Lynchburg a couple times a week or wherever they're playing, they'll be in Nashville at the end of the month. So it's just, it's, it's fun to be there to cheer, but then to also encourage when things aren't going the way that she would hope that they would go. Yeah. And I know, attending a game with you last year that she was playing in. Um, I know that she's loving looking up in those stands and seeing you guys there um, and the support that you guys are giving her. Um, and I, I don't fully understand how difficult it's going to be, but I know um, how important it has been for you um, to have the time and to make the time to be at all the games that you could. So I, I totally get that it's going to be a little bit of a transition for you. Yeah, there's just a joy in, um, and it can be anything. It's just a joy in seeing your kids do what they love. So for Ike, the the baseball and the football, 
go see the soccer. And then when she was in high school, the track and, and you just, you just see them push themselves as far as they can go. And to see the rewards that sports brings in, in that, but you also learn, you know, she's learned the hard way that hard work doesn't always pay off. It Things don't always, and both kids learn that, that things don't turn out. You work as hard as you can and things don't necessarily turn out the way that they should, or you think they should. And, and those are lessons that will last with both of them their whole lives. So uh, it's, it's been, it's been a fun run. It, you know, my son is 25. So, I mean, he and I, I used to coach a little league baseball team on Saturday mornings in the near West side of Chicago when we lived up North and he would go down with me when he's like two or three years old and play T-ball with these older kids. So, I mean, you know, go back to when he was three, it's 22 years of our life. Our lives have been spent around sporting events with our kids and watching them excel and, and enjoy what they love and, and watching them build lifelong relationships because of that. Yeah. But I also think that, as I've seen you transition with your kids, especially like Ike, that you don't like, yes, he still comes to his sister's games with you guys at times when he can with his schedule. Um, but you attending his sporting events has kind of taken a little bit of a shift and you guys attend concerts together. Like you guys, and that's not something you could have done when he was 10, but you guys share. Oh, in, uh, oh hold on there, Mr. Carlson. We, uh, Ike was probably about 10 or 12 when he went for, to his first U2 concert. Okay. Uh, but it's different now. Like you yeah. guys share a, uh, a taste in music. You guys enjoy a lot of the same kind of stuff. And so I know that that's been something that you guys have been able to do over the last couple of years is uh, go see different bands and go to different festivals and concerts. So it, it kind of just takes on a different look as they get older. And that I mean, that's a great point. That's one of the things um, I always said that, you know, you'd meet, parents that were further along the the pathway that you were on and they'd ask how old your kids are so you'd say you know eight and six and somebody would say oh man i love that age that was the best age for my kids and i'd hear that and and i'd look back and i'd think ahead and it really turned out this way it's like every age that they were was my favorite age at that time it was they were just they would be so involved in, in their world where they were that it was just fun to watch them and interact with them at each stage of life, you know, from preschool to grade school, to middle school, to high school, to college. Now Ike in the working world and Lissy about to get there. And it, um, it's fun to have had a front row seat for that whole run of, of their lives. Yeah, what you say there resonates with me because when you have little kids, everybody's always like, oh, I wish they would stay little forever and I wish they wouldn't grow up. They're growing up too fast. And I have always been like, no, I, I actually want them to grow. Like I want them to get to new stages. I want them to get to like my kids at eight and six. Now the eight year olds turn nine here in a month and a half and just how much more independence they have because they're at that age. Um, I'm right there with you. Every age that they have achieved so far has been my favorite age. Okay. That's our takeaway. We're out of here. Thanks for playing along. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about some of our guests here. Uh, we started off really, really heavy with Mitch. Well, we had us first. So we were the first guests. Yeah. That was podcast. very light because we're about as light as it comes. Well, yes. at least me. Yeah. yeah you, you, you bring, you bring the intensity and the, the, the important, topics i i'm 
pretty much along for the ride. But yeah, so after our first one, who was our first guest? We had Mitch Temple. Uh, Mitch has been a friend of both of ours for a very long time. He's a, a wealth of knowledge. Um, he's a dad. He's a grandfather. He's a little farther alone in his years is the nice way to say it. And one thing I really took away from Mitch is um, that when he, the decision he made when he was younger, that do you, he was working on staff at a church and he was a, a counselor and do you chase your career at the expense of your family or can you also find a way to make um, one, he actually said, and it really is, it's exactly where I'm at right now, because he said that he had to make the decision that his kids were his hobby. And it's like, man, because I don't want to be known for being a good golfer. I haven't touched my golf clubs in years. I don't want to be known for going to football games with a bunch of adult friends every single Saturday or playing on adult softball teams that are going to take me out of town. Like I want to be known for being a good dad to three little girls that God's entrusted me with. Uh, and for me in particular, like I even, I used to like, you know, I do high school and college and middle school football officiating. And I stopped doing college football officiating the exact opposite of what I had been working for for 12 years because I enjoy coaching my daughter's softball teams more than I enjoy being gone for 20 hours on a Saturday and on the sidelines for a college football game. And when Mitch said that to me, it was just like confirmation of exactly what my heart had been saying to me. Yay, Mitch. Yeah. And, and yay, Jeremy, that, that honestly, that is, I'd never put it towards the way Mitch had, but that, that was just inherent when my kids were little, it was like, I used to play softball and soccer a lot. Um, and then when Ike was born, I gave up softball. And then when Lissy was born, I gave up soccer just because there just wasn't enough time. There's not enough time to connect with your kids if you're focused in on all the things that you want to do. Uh, and I think that, that kind of ties into the joy that we get from watching them compete and coaching them as they compete because you're still around a sport you love but more importantly, you're on the people you love as you're working in that sport. Yeah. It, and coaching my daughter's like softball teams. So I have two different teams that I coach now. Um, and my youngest daughter, she's six years old and she's all, she's always played with eight-year-olds. We, because her sisters were older. And so we never put her on the team where she got to hit the ball off a tee. She was always on a coach pitch team, which meant a small six-year-old struck out a whole lot. Mm -hmm. and uh who has the wonderful job of being the pitcher me and so i sit up striking your own kid out every single week i i get up there and i know that i'm going to strike her out a couple times and it's we started this thing um i am over the top encouraging to all the kids but especially to my kids when i'm up there pitching hey we'll get them next time and i started this with her in particular that every single time that she strikes out I'm walking to the mat, to the plate because that's where I end up throwing the ball that direction. And I walk up there and we give each other knuckles and I'm like, Hey, we'll, we'll get them next time. And I pat her on the helmet and she runs to the dugout. And a couple of weeks ago, I asked her, I was like, what's your favorite part about playing softball? And she's like getting knuckles from dad. Aww. And it's like the exact opposite of what is important in most people's eyes about the game would be her getting a hit. 
But what's important to her is that no matter if she gets a hit or not, she's going to get knuckles from me. And it just validates so much for her, even though she still gets defeated when she strikes out. But she gets one hit a week and last week got a double and is jumping up and down, screaming at the top of her lungs on second base about, Dad, look, I got a hit. And it's so important. Love it. As a fun aside, that reminds me. When Ike played coach pitch baseball, we, uh, one of the dads that was a coach was um, a college baseball pitcher and, you know, good arm. So he's down on his knee pitching the baseball where it might've been the kid's first tournament and like tournament ball. And he's pitching. He, uh, he, he no hit our team. (laughs) Jim, couldn't you lighten up a little bit on the kids? Maybe one hit. Nope. (laughs) We got no hit. It's the worst job ever on coach pitch. Because it is like, no matter what you do, like you're striking kids out because they're still learning, especially at the young age. Like my older two are now at kid pitch. So if they strike out, it's someone's job is to strike them out. My job as the coach who is in coach pitch is never to strike them out. And I fail at that a whole lot more than I'd like to admit. (laughs) So, so then our second episode, we had Mr. Joe Battaglia. Um, Joe B. Joe B, you, know, you, you talk about somebody with wisdom. Joe B's written the book on fathering. I mean, he's written a couple of books about fathering and uh, just the importance of um, the impact dads have on their kids. Um, so, you know, he, he sees it from the 20,000 foot perspective of, hey, you know, here are great stories from some wonderful people talking about the impact that their dad had, but more so the the relationship he's had with his daughter uh, throughout her whole life. And um, whenever Joe talks about his daughter, you just, there's in his voice, just a sense of pride, the sense of um, respect for her. Just, he just loves his daughter and, and they've been through a lot together as father and daughter. And, And I've just always admired that about Joe Battaglia about, how much he cares for those that are in his inner circle, starting with his family. Yeah. Joe, uh, it was such a wealth of knowledge. He is, he is one of those people that uh, we don't get to see as much in person because he lives up North. Um, but whenever we get to be in the same room with him or sit across the table with him and have a meal, um, I always enjoy it. So and Joby uh, always enjoys every meal, every meal, especially if it's a great Italian meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then our third episode, we had Mr. Ryan Dunlap. So he is a dad that is more akin to the where I am at as far as a stage of life, because he has young kids that are actually a little bit younger than my kids and below. And my biggest takeaway from Ryan was um Ryan is so intentional about parenting. And I I know a lot of this comes from the loss of his father in the last couple of years, but he is so intentional about the moments he's creating in his kids' lives right now, but also storing away things for moments that his kids are going to be able to look back on in years to come. Yeah, I I love that. really cool kind of the mementos that they can look back on with their kids um, as to the impact their dad had. And the, and then, you know, the reason 
I, I wanted Ryan on early on. It's just that the whole idea of it's not just mementos, it's creating together. Uh, you do that, Jeremy, wonderfully with your daughters in, in terms of the on-camera content on Facebook Live and you know, the, the different opportunities. Ryan does it as a authoring books with his daughter. It's just what a great idea. Let's, let's dream together of what we can do. And then Ryan, as a writer, takes what they talk about and hones it into, into books. And um, yeah, I, I admire it. I respect it. I cheer it. it uh, it's, it's one of the coolest things I know of a dad doing with his kids. Yeah. And he does it on multiple aspects. So yes, he does the books, which that's scratching one aspect of their creativity, but even the moments of getting jerseys and hockey pucks or soccer balls from their first game that they were able to attend with him. Um, while it's something that doesn't like ring a bell right now, how important it is to them 15 years from now, they're going to be able to look at that. And he's going to be able to tell you that on April 8th, 2018, you went to your first Nashville Predators game with me and here's a puck of a goal that was scored in that game and it's like man the intentionality is off the charts with Ryan um he's another one of those great people that we get to spend some time with and okay so we're saying we started out with um a home run from Mitch a home run from Joe a home run from Ryan that's not a bad way to start a lineup and then we kind of had, we went back a little bit. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and then we had a Mr. Stephen Kendrick in our next episode. And see, that uh, doesn't work because this is the Everyday Dad podcast. And Stephen is world-renowned Kendrick Brothers. Well, he, he actually makes is? movies about fatherhood. So uh, Joe writes books about fatherhood and Stephen makes movies about fatherhood that millions of people around the world have seen and will see for years to come. Uh, Stephen is great. Stephen, in his episode, he just was so authentic um, about how they parent their kids individually. Uh, at, and it looks different at every stage of their kid's life. He's got six kids. They span from going away to college all the way down to being, I think his youngest is what, six, seven? Somewhere, yeah, the grade school age. And so it has to look different. There is no one size fits all, but how he talked about how they try to find individual time. Um, I know with three kids, it's hard to find individual time with my kids, but how intentional they are about him creating individual moments with his kids was great. Yeah. It, it, and the wonderful thing about Steven, if you've ever met him is he brings a, a pastoral heart to every conversation he's in. So even as he's, talking to us about his everyday dad experiences he is connecting real life to scripture and the importance of undergirding our families with with scripture and our kids with scripture and um, it's just it's it's neat to see a normal guy understanding how important it is for kids to have a firm foundation as they're growing up yeah it it was great. Um, if you haven't checked out, show me the father. It's in theaters. It's going to be on streaming platforms. It's going to be on DVD. Um, and you've got a couple more weeks before you can check out Courageous Legacy, which is their re-release of the Courageous movie that impacted so many men around the world to be better fathers. Yeah, I just was working on a piece this week of a 
pastor in Mexico we have on on video talking in Spanish about the impact that that the movie Courageous has had on his church and his community and and throughout the country of Mexico over the last 10 years it's very cool to to hear and the fact that a new generation of dads you know you weren't a dad when this movie came out 10 years ago were you Jeremy I was not a dad when this movie came out so I remember going to the theater and watching the movie and I was like oh that's great it did not have as much impact on me um, as it does now because I, I I walk through life a little differently now because I am a dad so very cool and then our most recent guest was Steve Cherico, a man you have known for a week or two, I believe. <laughs> yes, Steve's my oldest friend, probably in the world. We've been really close for about 25 years. Uh, one of those softball teams that I coach with my kids, he is the head coach of that team. And so we get to spend a bunch of time together. We get to live a bunch of life together. One of the things that he talked about, so we talked about how sports are a very important part of their life, um, but he really touched on that it is not the most important part of their life, that what they teach their kids and can teach their kids at home is what matters the most. And that when they actually get out on the field or their court or the, the patch of grass for playing soccer is the, it's really the laboratory where they're testing the things that they've already learned. Um, that is so important, especially for him to like, I know how important and how much time in their, of their calendar is devoted to sports. And for them to reiterate him to say it is not the most important thing. Like the most important thing for us is to actually help them become well-adjusted kids and learn. And at the end of the day, he talked about like slowing down to actually truly hear what they're saying, not just assume what they're saying. Yeah, that was, that was so good. You know, I obviously I don't know Steve nearly as well, but every time I've been around him, He's just a fun guy to be with, but then he just drops these wisdom bombs on you. And you're like, whoa, that is so true. I'd never stop to think of that. And, and you leave wiser for having spent time with Steve Cherico and definitely listening to that podcast and, you know, talking to him on that podcast. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm much better for having spent time with Steve Cherico on that podcast. So thank you for setting that up, Jeremy. Yeah, uh, it's it's been, I know I can speak for myself. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. We're six weeks, seven weeks into doing this now. And we've got plans for a lot more fun guests coming up here. A lot more dads that are going to be sharing some insights for us. Um, but it's been a lot look, of fun. Can we look to get an unfun dad now and again? Ooh, who could be an unfun dad? I don't want to call Let's him out by that. name right now, but we probably, I know some people that are fun when I know some people that are not fun. But I don't know if anybody wants to listen to someone that's not fun. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the beauty of what we've been able to do so far is we we really have had the opportunity to connect with everyday dads about what they do and where they're intentional, how they're intentional, why they're intentional, and um, you know, just getting the chance to hear their stories and the stories of how they're raising their generation of of the their families is. It's been wonderful. So, Jeremy, I uh, I raise my water glass to you uh, for having survived. We've we've this is our seventh episode. Yeah, we've made five it. With guests. Yep. It. Uh, you know, they usually say podcasts die after five or six episodes, and look at us growing into our seventh. Yeah. I don't so, know who that they is, but I just I like that stat. Yeah. 
Well, I will say this. We appreciate everybody that listens every week. Uh, we appreciate- yes, all three of you, mom. Mom, thank you. Yes, thank you, dad. Jeremy's dad, I- thank you. <laughs> Uh, we, Bob and I laugh because his mom and my dad are the ones that share every single one of our posts that we put on our Facebook page. Uh, and so it's always fun, but it's great that we don't have a mom and a dad that are telling us that we have, that we're on this podcast lying and that we're saying things that aren't true. Like we have parents that have, that believe in us still at, at their, at this age. So we really enjoy it. We appreciate all you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you share about the podcast, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Tell someone that needs to hear about it. And we return next week with a new guest. Who will that be? I guess we should probably book that, huh, Jeremy? Maybe. We should probably do that. Thank you guys for joining us. 